Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to Coffeeman's Cast. Today I got a very special treat for you. I know usually the algorithm, it's me with a fucking cup of coffee sitting behind a microphone. But today, today, I got not one, but two special guests for you. <coughs> two local legends in their own respect. Oh, you Owen Keen and Rami Sehi. And I'm not even drinking coffee, I'm drinking tea. Yeah. We got some live music planned. We're gonna have we're gonna have a bit of a bit of a chat sesh for you guys planned out here. So uh, let, let's cut right into it. How you guys doing today? I'm I'm doing pretty damn well. Got working a little bit as I usually do, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I had the day off vacay, can't go wrong. Oh yeah. You gotta capitalize. You gotta do the podcast, get some fun. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be productive. Yeah. That, that's the bottom line. And what more productive? than entertaining people through the fucking through the bliss of our voices truly outrageous that's the goal <laughs> so as you guys might have heard I had a, I had a musical intro there and that wasn't even uh, that wasn't even royalty free you know I didn't search that up online this is the real you know the open the in person guitar and piano accompaniments of Rami and Owen and they've just been, uh, they've been lighting it up with us all day. And uh, Rami oh, yeah. has some pretty unique lyrics to this song that he, uh, that he co-created. And, uh, could, could, could you guys, protect, could we do it live? Could we do a, uh... Yeah, absolutely. Do a oh, you want to pop, pop that guitar? Yeah, Desert Island Oasis. Well, let's get the real, yeah, this is the okay, real. Here we go. The live, for the first time, <clears throat> on the podcast. Oh, another thing that's a first time on the podcast, it appears, uh... The the tea accompaniment we have. Yeah, it, of course. It, it, usually, you, uh, traditionally, uh, you, you have the coffee. Uh, I would presume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is in the title for sure. But uh, today we're we're spicing it up a, a bit with the the Paris tea. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, moved by Harney and Sons, oh. Master Tea Blenders. Mm. They're, well, they're fucking master. The ASMR, like the... Oh, that's wonderful that's nice. and that's awful. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yeah, you have to do it. It's a double-edged sword. All right, so let's get lead up, do. Got 
for your lyrics, so I gotta ask you there. Oh yeah, so uh, basically here, uh, colorblind and I feel confined, rewind is how the, start, like genius. the song starts. Basically it's uh, a lot of room for interpretation. <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, Very surreal. Definitely don't uh, give, I don't give it any uh, direct meaning in any way, shape, or form at all whatsoever. That's, that's the best thing about the, the medium of music, you know, there's no one way to interpret it. Exactly. Like, there's multiple stories that can go along with a set of lyrics, such as raising Vietnamese kids on my own, I mean. Oh, exactly. The, the Sometimes you don't have the help, and I think that's that's why you say, because there's a lot of these single parents and raising these yeah, Vietnamese really children in particular. Except for in, in movies, you know, but where are the songs? Where are the songs about the single parents? Yeah, where, where, these, where these are, are the, the sounds of the single parents. The, you know, nine to five, everyday, hardworking, you know, 40, 50 hour a week, barely obtaining a starving wage parent Bankruptcy who happens to also have adopted or and or just... Out of the goodness of their heart, yeah. <laughs> they're just really trying to raising artists. seventeen to twenty-three Vietnamese children. Is that legal? Ah, uh, I mean, <laughs> now we're. You find them on the street, they come up to you. Like, I feel like it's okay. I feel like if they need a home, you're helping them out. You get a song for it. You know, this is the. They are the absolute heroes, and now they are the sung heroes. Thank yes. you. Yes, absolutely. Of and, and and you know. Government subsidization sometimes just even isn't even enough for such a struggle, and you find you find uh, uh, you know there's not enough time for that quality bonding. Time. No, these parents are stuck at work, and their their obligations lie in their occupation instead of their children, and that's tragic. Absolutely. Obligations in my occupations can't focus on my children now. That's you toss her in there. Right? <laughs> still up for interpretation. Still up for change. You know. Uh, this is certainly going to be my uh, my most interesting podcast by far. Usually I just complain about uh, fucking week to week everything. So I, you know I don't complain in real life. I, I think I'm a. Uh,
my friendly, mild-mannered guy, but when it comes to the podcast, it's like, it's pretty much the constancy. And now we got music. I mean, we're, cha- we're switching the algorithm. I mean, complaining's good here and there. It's cathartic to just let it out. But at a certain point, you know, it's good. Just have a good time. Look at the good things. Well, I, you know, it all comes back to that whole concept of balance, you know? Exactly. You, you, need, you need a little scope, a little spice, a little variety and everything. You need a little, a little bit sweet, of a little salt, you know, a little too fat much of anything is bad type deal. Fat you know? acid heat. Exactly. You know, a moderate amount of great complaining <laughs> as well as a moderate amount of positivity. Of positivity. Music about a moderate music. amount of rejoicement. A, ma- a moderate amount of constructive compla- complaints. Because, you know, there's also a difference, you know. In that realm. I mean, you can take your coffee black and it's going to be bitter. You can take your coffee 5-5, it's going to be too sweet, you're going to throw up. But you get like a 2-3 or a 3-3, that's like, that's the perfect. There you go. You know, it's the happy sweet. medium. It's sweet, it's not too sweet where you're like, I'm going to be sick. It's that it's in the middle and it leaves you feeling good. It leaves you feeling ready for your day. See, I love black coffee. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> and I try not to be very bitter at all. But you know, I was going for the metaphor, but... As well, far as bitter metaphors go, there's a. Have you ever. In Dudaism, there is the parable of yes, the White Russian. And uh, the parable of the White Russian goes you know, you've got this wonderfully crafted beverage, and you've got, uh, you know, coffee, the coffee liqueur, which is bitter. And then you kind of kind of offset that by, by the creaminess of the, the milk. And, and then you got your Kahlua, which just brings something else that's really nice, but not overboard. You got this balance of the. A little coffee, a little pick-me-up, a little... Absolutely. Relaxes the mind, makes you limber. Granted, I can't drink yet. This is just the talk of my religion. This is just the talk of the religion. This is... As as my religion would go, as I've discussed plenty of times here on on the podcast, um, I'm an advocate for Bailey's, but of course, as I am not of age, you know, that's just a concept. It's purely conception. Yes. Merely an ideology right now. Absolutely. But But in three years' time... It can oh, be put in into practice time. responsibly. <laughs> Banging Bailey's at the bar responsibly, let me tell you. Coffee oh, yeah. cast is about to get a perk up in three years. Let if you get a little overboard, we call an Uber, take, get the car the next day, safe. Speaking of Uber, you just impulse bought a Switch. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I was uh, sent on a bit of a journey expedition. Um, next thing you know, $400 cash are in my hands. And there's an Uber outside waiting for me. Um, I, I've been sent as a messenger, quite frankly. <laughs> I was going to go with him. We, okay, the, the thing was, it was like 11 o'clock at night the other night. And we really wanted... We were attempting to go bowling. It was a Monday night. We were going to go bowl. we, te- we bowling. We typically go bowling every Monday night. Yeah. But know. I was like, uh... We, we, stick, we, we get to stay until midnight, you know, 9 o'clock till midnight. You know, yeah. Bowling, eight, 8 o'clock, AMF at Shrewsbury. Yeah, uh, at yeah, 8 absolutely. o'clock, they have unlimited games. You just buy the shoes. You cannot go wrong. I love bowling. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Owen was just having a bit of chest cramp anxiety. Yeah, I, I just didn't really feel like getting out. So we were going to go to GameStop, get a Wii, get Wii Bowling. Because, like, that's the next best thing. I yeah, love Wii Bowling. You know, tap into those nostalgia receptors a little bit. You know, well, just GameStop was that, closed. Occasionally, that's better than real bowling. Sometimes, yeah, just chilling in your living room, playing some exactly. Wii Bowling with a couple of pals. Home, our own homies, yeah. Well, GameStop was closed. Target was not. No. Target totally does not sell Wiis, but they do sell Nintendo Switches. They do. And there are comparable bowling games on the Switch. So I, I did give Rami the money to buy a Nintendo Switch. I was going to go with him. And then, you know, five minutes before the Uber is going to get here, I was just like, you know, not really feeling up to it. Could I give you this? Would you would you make this journey for me? And he said yes. And then he returned in tow with a Nintendo Switch and Super Mario Party. 
As well as a carrying case. As well as a carrying oh, case. Yeah, the little game over. Games. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. And it was uh, an excellent purchase. Since then, I've been playing MPMK as well as Super Smash. making a lot Smash. of other impulse purchases on the eShop. Well, no, they were an impulse. They just had to be done. Super Smash Bros. happened. Mario Kart happened. Undertale happened. Exquisite game. Delectable game. 10 out of 10. Delectable. Indubitably. Indubitably. We will select the game. Absolutely scrumptious. So, yeah. Feel the scrumptiousness with every bite of the game. We were playing Mario Party earlier. Couldn't get past certain parts just due to... You know, getting caught up in other things. Four turns took us like two hours of us just sitting there talking uh, on the couch. We were playing 15 turns. I, we, so can blame, I don't think we can blame probably a good one hour and 30, a solid hour, 37 minutes on my ADHD <laughs> for that. Slamming piano there. And yeah, just kind of. Yeah, we have song after, after so My sweet time. Huh? We have to look after the kids. Absolutely. I mean, the Vietnamese children. Children. And we, we at one point looked up lyrics in Vietnamese to see if we could add them to the song. Which we did. Uh, it turns out... Uh, not very easy to sing. Three yeah. words... Not very easy. Or at least, three, like, you know, three we Three-word translation language. of We Love You was, 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 was enough. It was like five and a half words. It was already like seven words. Yeah, that was, that was enough. That was enough to fill it in. Um, yeah. Very communicative. Absolutely. A beautiful language. It, it really that, is. That it truly incredibly is. Incredibly difficult to, to speak oh, from reading. But once you do get the hang of things. Especially reading the romanization. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you, you know, understanding kanji or whatever it is in Vietnam. I'm not sure what it is, but th that's going to be a whole lot different than reading, like, romanized version. Like, I've tried reading Cyrillic and romanized, Jesus like, alphabet. Christ. For, like, Russian, yeah. And that, that doesn't work very well. I don't understand the Cyrillic alphabet. I, I took a look at the Amazigh, uh, Amazigh Berber alphabet. Uh, I actually am 100% Berber. Uh, basically, the uh, original inhabitants of North Africa for the past 3,000 years in the Maghreb uh, region, you'll find uh, uh, the Berbers, and they've, they've just been kind of taken over by various uh, empires. You could, just, you could have just lied to me and, and made that up, and I would have believed you. You sound <laughs> smart saying it. But uh, <laughs> basically, uh, the Berber alphabet I, I looked up. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It has all yeah, it's not like people. Arabic. It's yeah, not it's, like any sort of African written language. No, it's not it's like Egyptian. Kind of, it's, it's almost how closely resembles some sort of Asian alphabets of anything, just because of how symbol-y it looks. Just the way it's it, uh, the clerk that's. The, the way the calligraphy is styled. Yeah. Styled. Uh, speaking of calligraphy, not speaking of calligraphy at all, tell us about your food truck. Oh, Boudelais <laughs> Kreps, uh, the a trailer we're thinking about starting up. Uh, 14 weeks now until service starts, hopefully. Like banging calculation, right? Yeah, um, you're gonna be going across three cities, Worcester, Boston, Prov Providence. Yeah. Hanging out all over, um, selling crepes at night. Or maybe during the day. I'm not sure, like, what the schedule entails. We're still looking into like permits, licensing. morning food, you know? It seems like a morning food, but, you know, park outside of a bar or something in Boston. Oh, 11.30 yeah. at night, people are walking out, and holy shit, you see a, a crepe that is filled <clears throat> with fucking barbacoa, oh, lime, cilantro, Yeah, go over those flavors avocado. with us. So we got the forest sweet and the forest savory crepe flavors. So, something you gotta understand, too, is, oh, Owen, oh, he's very humble, but he's a oh, fucking I'm, culinary... Oh, he, 
master. I wouldn't say master. I've just been. Genius. No, no. I spend lots of time in the kitchen. You put it away. He's adopted a lot of French cooking etiquette. I mean, if you put Owen up against Master Chef, it's in the fridge. Oh, 100%. Versus Master Chef. He banged me an omelet so nice that I can't even. With caramelized mushrooms, onions, some fresh herbs. I've recently been growing my own herbs. Sage, thyme, yeah. rosemary, mint. All coming together into one flavor town bus express ticket right there. Oh, yeah. Place. Some, some sriracha honey <laughs> toast with that. It's, I don't know. I like to, you know, when my friends are around, I like to feed them well. It's so the flavors are going to be, I mean, I mean when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're talking about crepes, you know, you could start off and be like, oh, I'm just going to do, you know, something simple. But, you know... If you're going to if you're going to this conceptual uh, trailer here, you're going to be getting the best of the best in crepe form. I mean, yeah, there's really nothing better. As far as uh, sweet crepes go, we got like, yeah, four four sweet, four savory. Uh, the sweet go. Balance, baby. Yeah, berry berry blossom crunch would be our first one with a blueberry ginger jam, uh, an orange blossom whipped cream, and some toffee crumbles. Bit of mint, just because mint's wonderful. Uh, the, the Habibi, which will have like a honey cream, uh, pistachio walnut brittle, and like a honey syrup glaze. The Puff, which is going to have a peanut butter mousse, some chocolate chunks, caramel drizzle, and some candied bacon. Uh, and the Hunk of Chunk Banana Crunch with a, a banana puree, uh, a Nutella and cacao spread, and some candied nuts as well. And savory stuff we got the uh, the vacay which is gonna have barbacoa beef uh, avocado lime cilantro the habibti which is gonna have mediterranean pickled vegetables hummus not to be confused with I, habibi yeah yeah actually those names come from arabic uh the habibi and habibti are terms oh, yeah, of endearment 12.5 percent lebanese is that good? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not a little sliver yeah lebanese thanks to my Sounds. grandmother I, I tried learning uh, Arabic when I was younger because I was like when I was growing up I was raised Syrian Lebanese Orthodox went up to a church in Worcester St. George's great place um I've since fallen out of the faith and other spiritual ventures and uh I'm just fairly uncertain so I'm not gonna say I'm any which thing but uh great place and I, I tried learning Arabic and all I remember from the alphabet is Aleph uh I think the second letter is Bet. And then Shikhaj uh, means jackass. <laughs> you gotta know your swords. And then Habibi and Habibti. It's just cute. Uh, Habibi is, you know, a female, like, my love. And Habibti is masculine. My love. The same thing. Yeah. It's, it's a feminine and masculine. Like Spanish, but with T's instead of O's and A's. Hell yeah. I, I, it's like, I feel like if you're gonna learn a language, primarily you have to know the swears before you know everything else. Like, before I started to even attempt to learn Portuguese, I know how to call someone every name in the book, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That, it's, it's, it's essential. You also know, know if they're calling it's, you that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it makes you aware, perceptually. Oh, like, absolutely. When I was like, like, if you're going to learn any language, you should learn, you know. Oh, yeah. One of the most common places you go, whatever other languages are spoken besides English, you should learn those. So, you know, people are dicking on you. Exactly. I learned the swears from a, a summer camp. It was for, like, you know, Lebanese, Syrian, Palestinian kids. Some Greek kids went. 
But it was called Antiochian Village, and it was an Orthodox summer camp in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I, I broke oh. my nose there. Did you? I did. Uh, <laughs> the man who broke it is currently a, a deacon, I think. Oh, oh wow. Intentional? No, British? not intentional. It was in the dark. We were having us a pillow fight just because that was smart idea to do that in the dark. Yeah, and yeah, I got a little wallop elbow to the nas. Oh, jeez. We just heard a little pop. I, I started feeling something wet on my face. I'm like, hey, can we turn on the light? And uh, went to the nurse's thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, get some ice on that. Don't, like, hurry it. I ended up taking a football to the face later that week. Oh, Came Jesus. home, saw a nose and throat doctor. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty fucking broken. You can get work on it later. I, I don't think I want work on it. Yeah. I, it, it, it's a very characteristic Characteristic schnoz, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a big boy, but I love him. So you must have been bleeding like a sieve. That's, that's such a good a word. A little bit. I didn't know what that expression meant. I was thinking sieve, and I was thinking, like, like my first thing was just, like, fucking, what is a sieve, you know? But then it's like, it's that thing that you play in the sand with. Yeah. You know, that you get sift back and forth, and the sand go through, and you the sand goes through, and you got, like, shells left over from when you are a kid. That's called a sieve, and it's spelled, like, S-I-V-H, with, like, a little silent H on the end. Sieve. That's one of my favorite words. Cool. I remember uh, back when I was a kid, uh, a, quite a mischievous, devious little child. Yes. You were in trouble. You were a lovable scamp, though. Uh, yeah, a lovable, a lovable scamp, to say the least. Uh, definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, my mom, you know, God bless her heart, you know, she would stay up all night, uh, every night, trying to, trying to get me to sleep, but unfortunately, it just didn't quite ever work out for her, you know, every time I finally fall asleep with her cradling me for three hours or so, you know, she'd... Uh, my eyes would instantly pop open as soon as she put me in the crib. So one day she knows she's like, you know, I'm just going to see if you just sleep on his own. You'll cry it out. You'll eventually get tired. Uh, she goes down to the living room, you know, has a little mom time, you know, to herself. You know, I'm up in the crib. You know, she's hoping, you know, the cries will die into sleep. Uh, little did she know, uh, 30 minutes upon uh, checking on me, did she realize that I, was, I had uh, just... Uh, banged my head against the crib uh, numerous times to which my uh, head was bleeding. Uh, I was probably one or two years old at the time, so I was just like not having it, not happy with the crib, uh, apparently. So I also, uh, while she would take naps, I would uh, go into the kitchen, grab a big oil, a jug of olive oil, spill it all over the kitchen, and then You're proceed, just gonna grease up. I proceed to try to get up and uh, Every time I got up, I'd slip right back down and fall <laughs> on all various points of my head. And my mom said that I never really cried because I was persistent and didn't give up. Uh, uh, dozens of times trying to get, get out of the olive oil mess. But, uh, you just had like a little Mario Kart or Mario Kart <laughs> minigame set up yeah. for yourself. Imagine uh, if there was olive oil in Mario Kart. I also squirted ketchup all over the couch, TV, and, and, and furniture throughout the living room while she was having that same nap. The closest thing to that that I've done is when I was younger, like, I was hanging out with Sarah. Sarah was in the fucking, like, Jolly Jumper or something. And uh, I opened up a big bag of flour, started spraying that shit all over, and I was like, It's snowing! It's snowing! Mom, check this out, it's snowing! She comes in, she's like, What the fuck is this snow? Oh, what the? It is. It's snowing. Are you familiar with the bell curve model of like of like graphs? I'm, I'm trying to illustrate this with my hands right now, but I. I but it's I like a, a bell. It. It's like a bell. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, you know the left side and the right side. Kinda. They're like the less frequent, and then the top is like the most frequent of whatever. It meets like it a paraboloid or yeah. something oh, yeah. like that. It's a perfect yeah. bell curve. So my life in terms of uh, having high intelligence, right? It was when I was younger. Is the left side of the bell curve low? 
and then like mid, I'm gonna go like you know 12, 13. That was like my highest point of like Jesus, that's a smart kid. My family all thought I was gonna go to some like you know Harvard, be a brain scientist or something, and then it goes back down to the other, the negative side of the the bell curve again, right? When I was a kid, like I'm 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 kind of a I'm kind of a a, a goon now. I would like to say a boosted bonobo. Um, <laughs> You know, in the middle of my life, I was smart, but then young, I was also stupid. I used to suck on dish rags. That was my thing. Like my Delicious. Mom, yeah, my mom would be using Ooh. dish soap and, like, cleaning plates, and then she'd walk away for, like, one minute. I'm already climbing up the chair, up onto the counter, walking over, and I'm like, with soap in my mouth. And then she's like, Jesus, call poison control! And it was a whole <laughs> thing. Like, we had to, you know, it was serious. It was a whole thing. I was, like, drinking soap. Uh, I, you know, I usually I would avoid getting soap in my mouth. Oh, so, oh, you got the soap dripping. I used to get the so, hot sauce. Yeah, dripping. my my little brother got hot sauce, oh, and then my mom oh, gave yeah. up, and now he's like nine years old and swears like a fucking truck driver when playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, you fucking cocksucker, you killed me! Nigel, you gotta chill out. Fuck you! Yeah. Okay. My, my brother's addicted <laughs> to, to Fortnite as well, just like... 24 7 on there yeah i um i played fortnite a total of like three times and then i just decided yeah i suck dick at this so i've never really attempted first person shooters not too big a fan of them see like you know well isn't like fortnite third person like as far as online games go just like these shooter games in general i'd rather be playing overwatch in that instance oh get that overwatch i haven't played apex legends yet i've heard that's pretty good that apparently killed fortnite it's like the new tf2 i remember the first time i met you you were showing off some pretty good dance moves at some halloween bash freshman year baby freshman year we both uh before we even said a word to each other we were showing off each other some nice dance we were dancing. arts. We were yeah, definitely going absolutely. into it. And then you, you rapped yeah. and you just like destroyed it, like you freestyled. Oh, and then I yeah, went up and I, I said like two lines and I just couldn't like get it out. And I didn't and then know we what just, I was doing. We were just both dancing it out too. Yeah, we were yeah, really yeah. showing off our moves. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys both got moves. We, oh, yeah. yes. oh, absolutely. You should I'd have say. seen it earlier when you were playing the song, you know, and I was Oh, that was, was I. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, really impressed. <laughs> I was. Now, I was currently, I was in awe. I was astounded. Now, is the motion currently like? Are you more of a shoulder guy, or are you more moving your hips? You know, I like to I'm swing. More... My, you know, I like to swing the whole flow. You know, the whole flow things. You know, groove your hips around. You know, like yeah. you really get functional. I mean, you know, like me, snap your fingers. I was trained classically in Taekwondo, so I'm more of a lower body type. Okay, so it's all about a little legs. swing. It's all about legs. Oh yeah, okay. You know, yeah. Hip gyration. You know what I'm saying? You I, get I, I totally get it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you like to scope it. Really scope it out. Really, you know. I think it's a anybody who can dance right. It's like you get. I'm not saying the reason I like to dance is because of this, but if you can dance and you can dance well, you get like plus attractiveness points because there's something about there's something about the flow, the natural movement of the body. Where I mean, like, I don't know if my natural flow quite provokes the attractive realm. <laughs> I mean, I would but say it's, certainly it's, definitely, it's a work of art. It's definitely yeah. intriguing, nonetheless. <laughs> I, I absolutely like. Yeah, there's I a certain element of mystery. It's not necessarily a mating dance, but no. is it gonna attract? Onlookers, for sure. It attracts those who can appreciate a good attention. groove. Yeah, and that's why we're friends, because we can appreciate a good groove. See, oh, for absolutely. me, I was trained like three years in tap jazz and ballet. Who are you? Now, now I'm stiff as a board. Although I still do morning stretches. You this know, gotta, gotta be now. lumber. Like, I, I need... 
I need to get into stretching. Yeah, stretching is, I feel like is very important. Well, it's just part of the big three, you know, exercise, diet, and, and sleep, you know, the big three to life. I mean, having someone yeah. walk on your back, you know, natural. That's per natural. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Helping a buddy yeah. crack their yeah, back. I'm a professional masseuse myself, but wait, I wait, really wish... Wait, professional? Wait, wait. I, I mean, I really wish I People toss in bills for it, technically, professional. Well, I, I, no one's quite... You are putting this on bills before, but I just... <laughs> Be I, careful like when to, you do your taxes, right? Oh, yeah, Robbie. <laughs> you gotta bring that into the income. Uncle Sam don't need to know, you know? <laughs> but, uh... No, I mean... I, I, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, fairly confident in my, uh, my, uh, my own... My own process of a massaging yeah I, I know you've done an excellent number on me oh yeah, yeah. i feel like a fucking gumby after oh yeah i, I really make sure gumby. i take care of the job well there's an importance in pride in your work no matter what that work is so you know what if you're confident in your skill as a masseuse then you're confident in life that's so just how it goes confidence it's a good thing to have absolutely I mean, it really is it's quite the human attribute definitely yeah. Definitely an essential one. Yeah, yeah. To say the least. And if you don't have it, what's the thing people always say? Fake it till you make it, baby. All of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, this isn't fake confidence. Right. I really love being in my own skin. I know it's not as easy as that for a lot of people, but I, I pray all you listeners out there that you that you find your confidence that you've been looking for, baby. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I mean, look you, you got to love yourself before I mean, anyone else. True, oh, and, yes. and it's harder to be yes. yourself than it is to be anyone else. So, so finding that is really. We'll get you on this. You know, once you know who you are. And you can take pride in that. Keep freaking just chugling, man. And, you know, you live as different... Ver Vsauce explores that. I don't want to get into Vsauce, but like, you know... <laughs> no, please do. Yolo, I love Vsauce. You only live once, but to live once is to live as countless versions of yourself who only know each other forward in one direction, but can only help... No, wait, fuck. They only know each other backwards in one direction, but can only help each other forwards in the other. Like, you like can only that. help your future self, but you know your past self. So you live as multiple versions of yourself, and it's true. You go through life and you change. Oh, I feel yeah. like I'm not. Just ever imagine ever. going three years back in time and just and just uh, yeah. trying to peck into the frame of thoughts that. Like, who oh, the fuck yeah, was I? But you also have to be like kind of kind with your past selves, because oh, one thing absolutely. like I, I've done over the years, like I'll look at past. You you know I can totally look at past decisions and be like, you know, that was fucking dumb, but you know ultimately, your, your past decisions. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. For every success you have, great. But for every failure that you have... It's a, it's a whole array of wisdom. Exactly. You, know, you, you learn moving forward. You know, experience is your wisdom. I mean, for, try, try, for example, learning... Let's just say schools want to teach you how to ride a bike. You're going to learn about the history of the bike. You're going to learn how the, you assemble the bike. You're going to learn how to take it apart and put it back together. You're going to know about all the inventors of the bike. But when it comes time to ride that bike... You're on your own. The school doesn't get that far with it. Wait, dude, the way that's the experience. Open. That's the experience. <laughs> you're the neighbors, man. You can you can get knowledge from school, but you need the wisdom. You need the experience from to practical go experience, it, to, to yeah. Co to coincide with that knowledge. Like I like to look back and think, like, wow, I was a total, you know, what is it? I always say, oh, back in freshman year, I was such a like. A tool, because that's I was, what I think I was. What's the what's the I'm word? not saying, I'm putting words prude. in your mouth. I was a prude back in freshman year. I was like, I'm not going to associate with anybody who does anything bad in life at all, and that's all I'm gonna do. But at the end of the day, it's like you you have to fucking let people well, respect it. But at the same time, I didn't have any experience with people 
who weren't straight and narrow just like me. Like, all my friends growing up were very like, mm -hmm. yes, this is my way of thinking. And then, you know, that's fine, but it was sheltered. And then you go out into the real world, not even, like, in the real, real world yet. Just, just high school, that's it. Just high school, you see yeah. more types of people, and it's like, well, it be accepted, you know? You get a broader perspective. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And, and you, you realize that when, if you actually have a solid foundation of individuality and, you know, truly, like... Are able to differentiate differentiate yourself from everything else, like just like be a unique original person. When you can like really achieve that sort of perception, then it's way easier to simply you know get along with everyone while at the same time never giving in to any peer peer pressure that you're not comfortable with. Quite frankly, I mean, you can still hang around with with any influences you you want. I mean, people are good and bad in their own ways, and, and you shouldn't, you know, not associate with yourself with someone just because they do something they disagree with. You don't have to do what they do to like them. Mm -hmm. Quite yeah. Damn. And it's like, we are, my favorite theme, right? We are our own worst critics. It's so true. Like, we're all wicked hard on ourselves. I, you know, myself, I know especially, but oh, I'm yeah, sure a lot of people are hard on themselves. Everyone in this room that is yeah. very hard on yeah. themselves. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, you have to remember, you have to, have to, have to remember that, you know, it's okay to beat the shit out of yourself, but every once in a while, you gotta let yourself stand up and That's breathe right. and take a breather and congratulate yourself on, on plenty of things. Because yeah, be, be proud of just, where you are, yeah. be, be proud of, you know, how much you've grown, because, like... What you've accomplished, you know? Things yeah. that you're planning on accomplishing. I, 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 I've been biting my nails for the past ten years. I just finally quit about five weeks ago. Yeah. And I am more than proud. That was my number one addiction in life, was biting my nails. Fucking tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I haven't relapsed yet, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Life is all full of obstacles, you know? Oh, it, it's a lot like yes. a river. Sometimes the paths get muddy. Sometimes you got sticks and stones are, in your yeah, street. Baby. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you ultimately, like water, have to flow. Jing Zhao Zhou Shui, the eighth verse from, you know, Lao Tzu's Tao Te Ching. Bring in some Chinese philosophy in there, but it's just that whole idea of like, yeah. you know, you got to be like water. Obstacles come, obstacles go, but ultimately, like the waters, you have to fro flow freely. Just be confident in your path. That's right. Someone once told me uh, a, a good friend of mine when I was going through a tough time in my life uh, said, you know, it's okay to look in the rearview mirror. It's important. You know, you get information from that, but at the end of the day, you got to keep driving forward, and mm -hmm. that's what I like. You know, it's yeah. good. It's good to reflect on your past. You can't just let. You can't, drive. You, can't, you can't drive in reverse. Hey, you're going to drive on 190 looking behind you the whole time. You're going to miss your exit. No, you're going to fucking hit somebody. You're going to miss your exit. You're going you're gonna to kill a Vietnamese kid. You can't have that. You're and supposed to be racing. The more you look pa towards your past, the more you're going to corrupt your future with your past. You're trying to grow and move forward. You need to let go. Yeah, yeah and that's another thing. I, not copy paste. Yeah, and like you right. can't identify with your experiences either. You know, it's that whole idea of, you know, becoming one with your past. Say you've done something wrong or you've uh, had this terrible experience or something. You, you can't identify with that experience. Say, you know, oh, I'm a victim and that's that. Although, you know, recognizing, like, where you've been wronged, where you have done wrong is very important in moving forward. Absolutely. You, you have to say, you know, I have done this or this has been done to me. It's not happening now. You need to continue... Moving that's forward, just a, that's it's a peace just, lover mentality, quite frankly. Exactly, you have to be at peace with your current situation, which which is never easy. No, there's always something wrong somewhere where you might be dissatisfied. Because we're not perfect. That's a true lesson. It's like you can't it, just. Oh, humans are it, not. It's not only no, that. Yeah, yeah we, we can never find satisfaction. There's always something else.
Well, guys, if you're still here, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I had a lot going on this week, so it was so nice to have Owen and Rami on. Unfortunately, I lost the last musical outro that we did at this point of the podcast, so I'm just going to replay the first one for you guys uh, after this quick bit of messages. Uh, Yes, I know the podcast was triple length almost, and uh, we had such a great time with it, and I'm hoping that we can do something like this again for you guys. Uh, Sorry about the sound quality. We were on the porch, uh, but you know, I felt like it was really worth it. I had a great time recording it. Again, I'm hoping to do something like this again. it was a blast, and I, I can't thank those guys enough for being on with me. So hopefully we'll get something else going. Um, there is talk from Rami saying he might start up his own podcast, so I know that would be a kind of a legendary thing to have going on. Um, and you guys will be getting your regular Saturday slash Sunday morning, whatever works best for me, podcast going for you guys uh, as well. You know, this was just a a special treat with some really good friends of mine. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, yeah, have a nice day. I'll see you fucking tomorrow.